I'm Chris Stuchko, co-host of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 117 of Podcast PD, sponsored by StreamYard, we are speaking with Mississippi elementary educator Toby Price, and we are moving forward and taking a stance on stale education practices. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is episode 117 of Podcast PD. I am co-host Chris Nessie at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, and I am joined, as always, by my Podcast PD compadre, Mr. Subway himself, Jimmy Garoppolo. Nope, nope. We're, it's AJ Bianco, not Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> What's you, up, AJ? How are you? Thank you for that. That's, I am uh, doing well. I appreciate the uh, text message the other day. <laughs> that, was, that was wonderful. Can I, I just, saw can that I just, ad. Yeah. <laughs> can I just say something though? Like in, in all seriousness, I was watching TV with my daughter a couple weeks ago. Well, I, yeah, about a week, week to it, to whatever. Saw that commercial. My daughter looks up the TV, looks at me, and goes, "Daddy, you're on TV." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess I am on TV." So, so yeah, I, uh, I wish maybe uh, you know the, the the arm isn't what it used to be, but I could probably still sling it a little bit. You could definitely pick up those Subway sandwiches and you could, I could do, do some damage. <laughs> I can do that. I can do some damages on Subway. You could probably eat three of those and still be hungry. <laughs> yeah, because it's not really a foot long. It's really, it's really not. not. And it's I don't really get not. toasted. Do you do toasted? Oh, heck no. Yeah, you can't. No, I want nice, nice, nice soft bread. Yes. I haven't had Subway in ages. No, me either. Me either. Because they, they got out the bread. Yeah, I'm a Jersey Mike's guy myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I like Jersey Mike's. I haven't been there in a while either. Ah. I don't need oh. that stuff. I've been eating cold cuts. Too much nitrates? Too much nitrates. <laughs> Got to keep this Peloton figure. Not a CrossFit. There you go. <laughs> I am not CrossFit. a CrossFit. I'm currently in between exercise regimens, but uh, life is a little crazy. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing your curls. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a... <laughs> uh, here, we got a we're... podcast here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, educationally, things are good, AJ? It's almost April. Spring break is coming. <laughs> Dave Frangiosa checking in. It's going. It's going. Oh, yeah. Did you have a good chat with Dave the other night? You're doing your Reflect Ed Lives. Things are yeah, going well. Yes. David and I are still doing Reflect Ed Live. And that episode will be It's pretty funny. That's episode 17. That'll be released probably before you listen to this. If you haven't listened to Reflect Ed, listen to it. The newest episode is up. We discussed professional learning, development, teachers, and uh, what we can do going forward. Nice. Yeah, man. But before we got on here, I recorded episode 198 of the House of Ed Tech, which uh, I, I referred people to this episode, but people are going to hear that before they hear this. So if you're checking this out after episode 198 of House of Ed Tech, thanks for stopping by. AJ and I appreciate it. But other than that, things are going well. Things are good. I'm glad you're well. All right. We are going to bring on our guest for this episode, and we are proud and pleased to welcome Mr. Toby Price. Toby is a, I'm going to put the important stuff up front. He is a Star Wars fan. 
a Marvel fan. He is all about Harry Potter, and uh, he is an assistant principal from the great state of Mississippi, and his interests range from autism to education. Toby Price, welcome to Podcast PD. Hey, thank you very much, everybody, for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here tonight. Uh, it gives me something to do. Um, again, just wanted to hang out with y'all. Getting to hang out with y'all in almost in person is really cool, too. It's really cool. So um, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. It is cool that, you know, here in the year 2022, we can do things like this and talk with educators from all over the world and to talk to somebody like you with your resume and your experience and the the impact you have made on education and the students you've gotten to work with is uh, is our pleasure. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, th- there's been a lot going on the last couple of weeks. Um. <laughs> I was going to say, so speaking of the impact you're making on education, you Again, there, there's we can't skirt around it. You were in the news a couple of weeks ago, and you were recently terminated from your job as an assistant principal for reading the book, I Need a New Butt, which made just about everybody I know, AJ included, kind of go, what? Yes, it's a, it's a gripping young tale about metaphysics and the effect that it had on Renaissance literature back in the 1400s, not anything like that at all. It's about a kid who realizes he has a crack in his butt, uh, worried that he how he got it, and then thinks, you know what? If I, I broke this one, I'm just going to have to get a new one. Maybe I should get a robot butt, a flamethrower butt, or a rocket <laughs> butt. That's it. It just says butt a lot. But, 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 but. Of all the butts, I was most interested in have experience with the rocket butt. <laughs> the rocket butt. The rocket butt was probably my favorite, too. Um, most realistic, you know, the most realistic possibly, possibly would have been the rocket butt. Um and look, I mean, it was, it wasn't, it still is. It was a book that's designed to make kids laugh. You know, little kids, younger kids, reluctant readers, they need books to make them laugh, to hook them. When I was little, um, I didn't like to read. You can ask me if I like to read. I would have said reading is boring. And it took the funny stuff to make me want to try and do it because it wasn't boring. I just needed to practice because I wasn't very good at it. But it took the right books to make me want to practice to get good at it. My parents bought me comics. They eventually bought me Calvin and Hobbes. Far side, you know, all of those funny things were gateways into the mountains of books that, you know, are stacked all over my house and the mountain of books on my nightstand that'll be there when I pass away one day. You know, it's just it, they're gateways to other things. So silly books are important, even still. <laughs> no, totally uh-huh. it's true. And, and, and I'm sorry, Chris, but like when, when I heard the story, especially with the book, my sons have both of the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I broke my butt and I need a new butt. And, and mm-hmm. when I first saw it, I was like, Okay, let's see what this was. And reading those books to the, to my two boys when they when we first got them years ago now, they were cracking up, literally. They were cracking up and they were loving every minute of the book. So, I could just imagine what it would be like in an elementary school that their assistant principal came in to spend time to read this book to them. And I'm sure there were a lot of laughs. I'm sure there wasn't confusion like, "Wait, I have a butt?" Like I'm sure there was a lot of laughter going on in the classroom when it happened. That's what that is. <laughs> it, it was, um, you know, it, it's, and that's what it's supposed to be. You know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to connect with kids. You're supposed to build those relationships with them. And sometimes, you know, I know this sounds crazy to some, but as far as challenging status quo, to do that, you, you got to take a little bit of a risk and show them your authentic self. Yes. You know what? I'm the assistant principal, but yes, every now and then I think a fart joke is hilarious, just like they do just like they do. And I mean, that's how you build strong relationships. 
Strong relationships equal stronger learning. Somebody smarter than me said that. I don't remember who. But yeah, somebody hey. told me once: act uh, childlike, not childish. So nice. I, I think I think you're okay. That's where I've been screwing up. <laughs> um but no you're right toby and you know as as an administrator and i think aj obviously you have more experience both of you th- than i do with this but my perception of an administrator is it becomes that much tougher to build those connections with the students in a meaningful way when you're not the classroom teacher whether it's kindergarten or ninth grade you're not with kids in the classroom setting as much as a teacher is so your relationship building has to be different. And, you know, Toby, can you talk a little bit about how you have done that in your career as an administrator? One of the things that's helped me with that is, you know, you, you introduced it. Like when you got on the show, um, star Wars was a big part of that for me. Um, star Wars is again, just a gateway in with kids. Not everybody has to love star Wars, but I almost guarantee you that somebody, one of my students walk up to me and say, I've never seen Star Wars, but it's my uncle's favorite movie. He likes Yoda and boom, conversation and you're in there. You know, you give them that type of connection to you, just that kind of in and they'll start to see you for more than just the disciplinarian. But it takes those types of things. I mean, you know, that are relatable to them, whether it's Star Wars now, comic books, Harry Potter, Elmo, Sesame Street, you know, those type of things. And I would imagine that Star Wars for you is the big one because it's it's right in your Twitter name, Jedi Padmaster. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, I have, um, I have two different baby Yodas that I had on my cart that I would roll around with me, my mobile office cart. Cause I wouldn't stay in my office, but they would ride around with me on my cart because you know, like, like Mandalorian says that he goes where I go. So they would go with everywhere with me, those baby Yoda. And then a smaller one who the kids named, um, Linda, that's baby Yoda's sister, Linda. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen them in a couple of weeks because I haven't been able to go get my things from my office. So there's no telling what those two have done to my office, but you know, baby Yoda and Linda are with me all the time. You know, they're my best friends there in the afternoons, especially when nobody's there. My wife says, you got, you don't talk to them, do you? I was like, no. And then people tell you it's only a problem if they talk back, <laughs> but, but let me ask you this, Toby. So I'm going to jump on these learning opportunities for, for us. So you mentioned that you have this mobile cart cause you're never in your office. What is an administrator with a mobile cart looks like? Because I know what a teacher who travels and doesn't have their own classroom will look like with a cart. But what does this cart look like for an administrator? What 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 does it do? Um, how, do you, how do you use it? I have what I have on my cart. Um, on the bottom there's supplies, lots and lots of supplies, pens, markers, chalk, um, any other thing that I think I need. Um, possibly a Bluetooth speaker because we play music whenever we can play music. Um, in the middle there's a uh, Baby Yoda and Linda. Um. And also um, probably a drink or snack and more supplies in the middle. There's – oh, there's my Cup in America cup. He's got all the keys for all the computer cards. And then on top, of course, I'll have um, my planner, probably my notebook, uh, and my computer. My radio is attached to it somewhere or attached to me. But it, it keeps you out and on the go and mobile when you just need to be out and on the go and mobile. In the thick of it, I guess. In the thick of it, like the backyardigans used to say. So, so that's the answer to, you know, an administrator who says, my door is always open, which means you're always in there, which is probably not where you should be. You could take the office anywhere you want to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I could be in a classroom and, you know, and I call somebody's mama, boom, I'll pull up their mama's number right there on my computer. We'll call them right then. We don't have to go back down to the room. I don't have to try to struggle with somebody who's yelling and screaming all the way down to my, we'll do it right here. Not a problem. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I, I don't, I don't have a cart. I don't. I just kind of make moves around the building as much as I can. Maybe I should look into investing a cart and see what Carts I can do. Carts are kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. 
We can I have a little I... cart. We can have a little cart off and see what I can. Uh huh. Uh huh. Cart races. Yes. There we go. Pimp my cart. Pimp my cart. There we go. There we go. <laughs> it's good for charging on the go too. Like I had to make sure my cart's not as nice as some of the others, but I have a power. Co- I have a strip to it that I can plug in. It's got about four plugs on top of that. So. I so it's like a Tesla cart. You got to plug it in and where I go. Exactly. It's the Tesla of carts. I believe there you it. go. So now you, you got to get the Tesla and put it right there in the front. But it keeps me out and about and, like I said, into the thick of things. And, you know, I, I'm not just sitting still all day. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So, so Toby, let's let's get into the thick of things. So we, we understand what happened. We understand, and, and Chris and I kind of both uh, discussed this in our last episode, how, how much of a shame this is to the kids in your building, to you and your family, of course. And, you know, obviously, we only want want the best for you, and we hope this is resolved. Um, but let's talk about like I'm going to talk to you as a leader, and I think Chris, maybe you can tackle it as a teacher, like as a leader, right? We are looking for ways that we can find time to bond with our kids, to read to our kids, to have fun with our kids. Like for other leaders out there, what advice do you give to them so that they are not put in this kind of situation? You, you said it. You just want kids to laugh and enjoy reading. So for me, so let's say for me, I like sports. I go outside, I play basketball with kids. You know, I'm not going to let anything stop me if I'm going to have, you know, I, I broke through with a kid the other day through basketball. So what advice do you give to leaders who are looking to like make these bonds any way possible? I think the best, the best advice I could give them too. And this is what, this is what kind of, this is what kind of stinks because the precedent this kind of sets moving forward is to not take those risks. Like I, I talked about my friend who came over a couple of weeks ago and said, I took Walter the farting dog off my bookshelf out of my classroom tonight, just in case. And I was just like, oh, I don't blame him, but I, I get it. What I would say is make sure you really know your people, um, your kids, and your, I guess your administrator that you work with. Um, but one thing that really helps is to know your parents and have that authentic relationship with your parents. And I'll say this because it's on the record from the first day of the appeal. They were concerned with parental complaints. Well, they asked um, they asked someone, the superintendent, how many parental complaints did you receive? And she said, none. You received none because I have a relationship built with 99.9% of all those parents that know me and they know, oh, well, Price is just reading them a funny book. You know, they're not going to see it as anything else. But I think so if you're going forward, make sure you know your people, know your relationships, and you develop a trust with the people that you work with. I was speaking with some other folks the other day, and I said, the, you know, the biggest thing that gets in educators' way now is not the kids; it's the other other adults. And I, I like when I first said it, it came off as like parents, but it's not parents; it's the people you work with next to you, it's the people you work with above you and beside you. Sometimes we get in our own way; we're our own worst enemies, and we get in our own way with each other, and that's that's something that holds us all back. So I guess moving forward, just know your people, and and don't be afraid to take those risks. Um, just don't be afraid to, because there was something good that has come out of this that my wife pointed out the other day. And if I could, if it's okay, I'll share it. I don't like to ramble the whole time. It's all yours. Um, she said, you know, ever since you started in education, you wanted kids to go home and read and you want to, you know, parents reading with their kids. And she said, I don't know if you realize it, but it's an unintentional side effect or consequence of this. How many pictures you've received from parents reading that book with their kids reading any book with their kids, going and getting that book and telling you they read it with their kids, their kids are reading it, you know, unintentionally on a grander scale, thanks to, you know, the news, the internet, a whole bunch of people are looking for a book and they're sitting down and reading it with their kid tonight. That's pretty awesome. 
I don't like what's you know happening because of it. But man, at the end of the day, I can sit back and say, you know what, I did that. That I helped do that. Excuse me. <laughs> now, I would venture a guess, Toby, that this was not the first time you've used this book in your career or a book like it in your career to do what you did, which is the funny, the silly, just get kids excited about reading, which I think is an important message. Um, And you talked about that teachers and administrators, we shouldn't be afraid to take risks. Now I'll ask you, when you took that book off the shelf or anything like it, did you see it as taking a risk or, hey, this is just like everyday run of the mill. I'm just going to read a funny book to the kids. It was everyday run of the mill. I'm reading the funny books to the kids. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not good at a lot of things, but I, I'm good at, <laughs> I'm good at knowing, knowing my audience. And to me, that was a book that kids like, and I grabbed it. You know, it was not, it was not about a risk for me with that book. It never really was. I never saw it that way. And I, I don't know, maybe that was, maybe that's my detriment, but I never saw it that way. And, and, and I would guess, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth because you're here, so you can, you can respond, <laughs> but <laughs> I would imagine you can reflect on your career to date and you've probably taken actual risks. <laughs> if you want to talk about risks with books, just books alone. Um, I have some fifth grade students from way back in the day who will tell you that they came into the classroom and saw the scarlet hand from Michael Buckley's sister's grim books painted on the front board, running down it like it was blood. And they were just like, Oh my God, where's book nine? Ah! I thought I'd get in trouble for that. Nope. They still it, uh, remember that. You know? it, it makes me remember a story from when I was a kid. I was in sixth grade, and my sixth grade teacher was the first time I had a male teacher. I had two male teachers for, for sixth grade. And this guy, he was a former high school science teacher I found out later in life. And a couple times a year, he wore this tie. And on the tie was this poem about like birds and bees. And it was, it was basically about like sex. It was like this weird tie. And Whenever he wore it to school, he would never let, let you get close enough to read it, but he was he would always say, come back when you're a senior in high school or once you've graduated, and I'll let you read the tie. And I remember being in sixth grade towards the end of the year, seniors who were graduating that year would come back on the half days at the end of the year, and he would show us, the current sixth graders, that yes, you come back. He had made those connections with kids who six years later, they came back to read this tie, and he again, built these connections as a classroom teacher. So what did Ty say? And it, 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 that's what it, I don't remember what the tie said, AJ, but I, I, I remember how the tie made me felt. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's what it takes is the connections that you have with the kids and with the parents. Um, and, and by connections, I mean, too, you know, you take the time to talk to the kids, you take the time to pick up the phone and talk to the parents or, and I, I you know what, God forbid, you sit and you talk to them when you run into them at the gas station and they want to talk to you for five minutes or when they stop you in the Walmart and say, Hey, my kid goes to your school. You know, it's part of, it's part of the game. It's part of the game. I mean, it happens. And when you do that and you're genuine about it, Hey, it, it, it pays off big time. It pays off big time because I have a couple people who are upset with me about this book, but most of them are not parents who go to that school. The majority are not. So it'd be all right. You know, we, 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 we do these things like, we do these podcasts, we do our Twitter, we do our Instagram, we, we, we write these blog posts because, you know, we see ourselves as, as a connected learning network, right? We're all in this together. We all want a big change for education. You know, I, I know it's a terrible situation for you. And of course, when your family is at right now, but that with this, but like, I see you making more of a change now and, and to reform education than you would 
being in a school. Like, so what's the messages you want to put out there for, for others looking to make some kind of change? You know, um, I think, I think my wife said something to me like the other night, you know, you, you've been getting towards the end and she said, you know what, maybe you didn't do everything that God had planned for you to do yet. So guess what? God pushed you into the direction off the side of the dock, off the diving board and poof, here you are. This is your chance to do that. And I think, you know, I don't, I don't recommend others to do it the way I did, you know, because it may not always work out, but I guess it is. You, you take yourself out of that comfort zone and stop being afraid of doing that one thing you want to do and just get out there and, and, and do it. I think one of the one of the revelations I've had for myself over the last two weeks with the people that I've been working with now, as opposed to when I was in the buildings, then in the buildings, I was always afraid of being a little too authentic, a little too much Toby. And over the last few weeks, um, with the folks at X Factor Publishing and Brian Aspinall and the Codebreaker folks, one of the first things they said to me is, we want you to be unabashedly you. And um, I went Chad Coble with Whisper Bidets, which you guys ain't seen nothing yet. Um, and one of the things Chad told me the whole day I was there with Chad is um, that Chad said, you know what, just be you, be Toby. He said, I said, here's what I need Toby to say. Here's what I want him to smile and say, but I just want you to be you. So just go with it. And, and man, that, that kind of freedom – from taking that huge risk of being having the opportunity to be myself and help kids and make change with, you know, with students who need it, man, it's freeing. I don't know how we're going to pay the bills or keep the lights on, but we will, we will find a way, but it's so freeing. And so just, I feel more excited about things than I have in a really long time. I know that sounds weird, but it is what it is. Well, I mean, you mentioned the uh, real quick for everybody listening, invisible sky buddy alert. You mentioned some of the religious undertones to this and, you know, God works in strange and mysterious ways. And again, this is not something you set out to do, right? You you know, AJ, what's that quote? You know, life is, you know, 10% of what happens to you and 90% how you react to it or something, something like that. Right. So life is what comes at you on some random Tuesday. Wasn't that in the sunscreen song? Yes. (laughs) Random Tuesday when all this went down, I'm just like. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> but I think, I don't know. I don't know as far as the plan and all those things goes. I don't ever think that was the plan, but maybe, maybe I wasn't, maybe I wasn't going in the direction I needed to. And I got pushed in that way. Um, you know, for example, uh, you know, for the X Factor folks, cheap plug, um, my children's book is going to come out next month and I hadn't finished it. And I had stopped sending out query letters. I had, um, I sent out a bunch and I had, you know, no response, whatever. Um, but also, my autism book about my family and how we apply it to all that. You know, the uh, Dr. Matthew over there at X Factor, he's like, this is good. We're going to sit down and hash this out. I mean, stuff that I know I needed to finish and share. I don't care if people buy it or not, but I know I needed to. I'm going to get the opportunity to do that now because of what's going on. So, I mean, I, I feel like stuff that I should have been doing, I'm doing now because of All right, let, let's, let's roll with that because I was going to bring it up later because I got a message today as I posted one of these things. I think it was on LinkedIn. Matthew Joseph said, you know, tell Toby we said what's up. So why don't you tell us what you got planned with uh, with Matthew and X Factor? Oh, wow. Those folks, um, first off, is uh, a kid's book that's been near and dear to my heart for forever. Um, it's about my family. It's, a, it's an autism book, but I always try to pitch it as it's not an autism book. It's not like autism is a neurological disorder. It's not that. It's about my family. 
and uh, Titus the monkey. When the Titus shows up, he's great with the kids, but he completely destroys the house. He just kind of comes and goes as he please. I stopped calling animal control on him years ago because it doesn't do any good. Um, and one time they go to the store, and what happens when they're at the store when someone's ugly to one of the kids in front of Titus, and he doesn't like it, and um, something happens. The cool thing about it is whether Titus was really there or not, what happens in the grocery store actually did happen in the grocery store. Um, so y'all get to see that eventually. And, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, I'm really excited to get to do that. It's, it's silly. It teaches about autism. It shows autism in a different way. You know, I want kids to see sometimes. Yeah, that's right. I want, I want kids to see my kids and other kids with autism is just, they're just kids just like them. And they just communicate in a different way. Cause, um, you know, Titus, he doesn't treat the kids any different when he's here. Um, and the second thing that, uh, they're going to work on me with is, um, I, I tentatively called it me because of three, because, um, if my kids weren't the way they are and who they are, I wouldn't be where I am now and who I am now. And we take all of the crazy stories and the life lessons and things that they've taught me and apply it to my practice and education and how others could apply it to their education and you know, parenting with their own kids. It, it's a lot of really wild information. Some of it make you say, oh, some of them make you say, oh, my God. Some of them may make you, you know, cry and laugh and just be grateful. Be grateful what happened to somebody else, you know, but um, it's a lot of neat stuff that they're really being supportive with. And, and, you know, Matthew and Brian, they've all been there. And that was one of the nicest things that they first said when we got on the phone that day. It's like, we've been here. We know what it's like. Here's what we want to do. So I'm really excited to get to work with them. <laughs> Once I get some of this behind me tomorrow, the next day, um, you know, we'll flesh out some more. There, there's going to be some, there's going to be some information coming out from it really soon. I'm really excited about, it. you know, maybe people buy it. Maybe not. Maybe I'll get to read it at the library here in town. <laughs> Maybe I'll pick it up at the Dollar Tree in about a year. It's okay. <laughs> oh, wait, the dollar, the dollar twenty-five tree. <laughs> I'm so shady every time I see them. It's like, mm, never mind. All right. Personal bias. Hopefully, hopefully you can you can grab one of those copies of the book and read it to your next groups of students and let them feel like yes, they, uh, exactly. they belong. That's excellent. Exactly, exactly. I will say this: I've been able to um, spend time working at the school where my wife works. It's a it's a private school, but it's an inclusive private school that they have kids with special needs they have kids that are completely neurotypical k through 12 there's about 80 students and i tell folks have you been subbing there I'm like not really subbing there i'm just kind of there so when something goes wrong i'll go fix it if they need me to you know go teach a class sure i'll teach a class they need somebody to plunge the toilet i'm on it um they need somebody to install the you know cameras outside i can handle that too but i've been getting to spend some time with some really interesting kids that i never would have met if any of this hadn't happened and it's, um, it's, it's pretty awesome to see. It's pretty awesome to see. I'm very excited. It's where it goes. That and my Uber career taking off. Maybe my Uber and my DoorDash career will take off too. There you go. My DoorDash, man, I'm, I'm the man with DoorDash, but one of those two. <laughs> and I asked Chris, you make a TikTok about DoorDash. I'm sure somebody will start watching, right, Chris? There's, there's, there's TikTok there that. you go. You, you gotta be out there to be out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you talked about what you're doing with, with X Factor. Do you have a timeline of when you you anticipate those things um, becoming published and available? Well, I, I have a feeling the one timeline I know that um, Dr. Matthew and I discussed is uh, the Almost True Adventures of Titus the Monkey um, is next month. Somehow next month. <laughs> um, I have 85% of the illustrations hatched out. God bless them. They're going to let me try to um, illustrate it, which is pretty cool. As of right Double now, duty. So you wrote it and you're illustrating it. Yeah, we may get halfway through and say, oh, my gosh, all these pictures suck and we have to find somebody. But um, I'm pretty happy with the picture right now. I just have to make sure they are. Um, and then 
then we'll start, um, you know, working on maybe because of three, maybe we can get it out before Christmas. It's mostly, it's, there's a lot of content already written. We just have to make it, I guess, legible and understandable. Um, and then the Whisper Bidet ads will be coming out really soon. Thank you very much, <laughs> the new spokesperson for Whisper Bidet. I'm really proud of those. They're a lot. They're funny spots. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they, you know what, for as silly as it sounds, I got to say this, you know, Dr. Matthew and the folks at Whisper Bidet, you know, they offered me a lot of things. They offered me hope more than anything else, you know, something bad happened. And they're like, yeah, you know what, we can do this. And I was like, I appreciate that, you know. They gave me some work. Um, you know, Whisper is going to take care of us. The more bidets we sell. Um, the same with, you know, uh, working with, uh, Brian and Matthew at, uh, X Factor. Uh, I'm pretty pumped about it. So, and yeah, I'm just pumped. I guess grateful. Just grateful, you know, cause this yeah. is kind of a crap Sunday and it's not, it's not all bad. So I was going to say it, it, it's, I mean, some people go through situations like this, you know, as, as relative to them and they're not immediately presented with or blessed with, you know, what's on the other side of something that's, that's negative and not positive and, while you're still going through it, it sounds like you are in a position to, you know, take steps in maybe another direction. And, you know, it sounds like things are going to work out. I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, one of the neater things is the last two, three weeks, I've been able to um, take things to the kids when they needed it at school. My two oldest with autism, especially um, spend time at the school where my youngest goes. You know, I, I've been, <laughs> if anything, I've gotten to be a better parent. Knock on wood. Um, I tell my wife I'm a trophy husband, but she won't buy me the shirt. <laughs> but I, I've got—I feel like I feel more connected to them. Um, which you know, when it gets right down to it, at the end of the day, that's something I've always wanted more than anything else. Just to know that I'm doing right by them, by my wife and my kids, and you know, just trying to be a better dad. Peter Parker says I'm just trying to—I'm trying to do better. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's, that's, that's all we want. All right, real quick, we're going to pause right here from a word from our sponsor, and that is StreamYard, and StreamYard is a live stream studio in your browser. It's how we produce Podcast PD, and we've been using it since we started live streaming almost two years ago now, AJ, and StreamYard lets us interview great guests like Toby. We can take calls. We can very prettily, prettily, we can visually brand our broadcast in a nice way. And with StreamYard, we can stream directly to YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, which we used to do. But right now, we're just on uh, YouTube and Twitter. And if you want to learn more, please use our link. Go to podcastpd.com slash StreamYard. And thank you to StreamYard for supporting Podcast PD. Thank you, StreamYard. I'm supposed to say that, right? Yes. Thank, thank you, StreamYard. Thank you, StreamYard. Sorry, I forget. <laughs> thank you. So, Toby, right. AJ. Oh, go ahead. Hey, what do you got, AJ? No, that was that was, that was was Toby. I don't know if we were jumping in. Oh, sorry. No, I I have a friend coming to talk. Which is okay. okay. You're okay. It's okay. She's good. It's all good. <laughs> Everybody is welcome in podcast people. Mm-hmm. Ashley, you say hello. Hello. There we go. Hello. She mm-hmm. she's got, she got the rock and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You are a good father. Yes, I try. We try. <laughs> we try. She stole that from her sister, but, you know, I try. It's the essential. You know, they got to know. They got to know. Culture. Culture. <laughs> Culture. So, Toby, my question is, so AJ asked a lot of administrative questions, but I'm still a classroom teacher. I teach high school social studies, and I've been known to take a risk or 10 in my career, and there have been consequences for some. Others I've gotten through unscathed. But as an administrator, how do you support and try to encourage the classroom teacher to take risks that are appropriate for the classroom teacher to take? 
I think what what a lot of teachers need is the reminder that you and I've seen teachers like this where I tell them like you know what you know why you gotten away with motive like they'll fuss it like they're fussing the one like saying you know what you're not doing your best you can on your test you need to sit in here and do better so like her dad's probably his mom's probably gonna yell at me because I, I fussed at him I'm like you know what I doubt it because you have a relationship built with him where he wants to make you happy he wants to impress you by doing his work he wants to please you you built that relationship with him so you can do those things and i think as an administrator you got to remind teachers one to really seriously build those relationships with the kids and the parents you know tell them call the parents when nothing's wrong so when something is wrong it's not a bad conversation they will help but um you know remind the teachers to build those relationships with them and show them when they have you know like look these kids trust you these parents trust you so if they want you to push them a little bit harder, you know you can because you built that relationship with them. But they just have to see somebody telling them that and taking the time to model that for them, someone that they trust. That makes sense. I mean, again, students look to us as teachers for examples and where a teacher is able to look, we should be able to look to our administrators as examples of what's possible. And I like that. I like the sound of that. Well said. Thanks. Every now and then the medicine wears off and, you know, something good comes out of my mouth. Every now and then. <laughs> So write writing those down for the quotes and put in your next book. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, what do we do? No, All right, Chris, you, you got a podcast for us? Is that is that, is that our next thing here? Uh-huh. Uh yeah. Well, do you want to ask Toby our last question as the uh, the guest segment? The guest. Segment. Oh yeah. Is this, is this yeah. the overall? Is this our overarching question that we ask all of our guests? Yes, please. Okay, Toby. When it comes to professional development, since this is podcast PD, how do you engage? yourself in professional development how do you plan on engaging your staff with appropriate professional what's your favorite how do i engage myself well first of all i'm doing that right now because i'm speaking with people who i like to learn from that i'm interested in learning from that i feel like hey i need to be better at this so i'm going to talk to you Uh, i'm hanging out with smart people so i become smarter and i think with teachers to engage them in that pd you have to you have to know them and know what they want to learn and need to learn because you know what? They don't need to sit for a three hour exposition on SEL when they've already read that book or they've already done that. Know what they want to learn, know what they need to learn and help them with that. Give them that PD and you won't have to worry about engaging them because that's what they want to learn. I think. That's well said. My two cents. Makes sense. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I thought it was going to be a hard question. Like, no, we do not talk about Bruno in our house, but we do. We talk about <laughs> have to. We you always have to. I sing the song and my kids tell me, stop, stop. Oh, my God, I love it. I sing it. I love it. Now, Toby, people are going to be able to go to our uh, show notes for this episode, which will be podcastpd.com slash 117 to connect with you. But for somebody who doesn't go to our website, and that could be a few people, how can people connect with you, uh, support you, learn from you, and just kind of continue to – go on this journey with you oh that would be great um you know what the easiest way find me on twitter at jedi padmaster on twitter um if that doesn't work i'm pretty sure if you googled my name and the butt book i mean that would come up too but <laughs> i prefer you go to twitter first <laughs> but i'm on twitter uh i'm on instagram I, I i'm on facebook every now and then just you know because i i want to check and make sure my relatives are still alive they are but every now and then you know they are but um twitter's the easiest way so jedi padmaster Awesome. All right. And now we are going to share uh, a podcast recommendation, maybe more than one. Let's see. So 
So I'm going to kick it off and then AJ might share one. And maybe Toby, you also listen to podcasts. So you might want to share one too. And I'm going to, I've kind of gotten back into some Gary V stuff, AJ, which should not surprise you. You're you're thumb downing Gary. Thumbs down down for Gary V. Um, But he was in my playlist. So I don't have specific episodes to recommend, but let's see. One that I'm in the midst of is the best way to deal with haters. Another one I'm in the midst of is the most valuable way to spend your time. And those are two that I am not yet finished with, but those are both uh, less than 10 minutes. So I'm in the midst of those. Can't really report on them. But based on the title, you know that they are going to have a positive message and something to make you say, ah, what am I worried about this for? So those are two that I'm actively listening to. AJ, anything coming across your podcast player? Look, I'm going to put it out there because I feel like I have to do this to do it right. So... I'm going to recommend the Compete Every Day podcast because we got him. Jake is coming on our show for episode 118. So if you don't know Jake, and I've mentioned the Compete Every Day podcast before, check out Jake Thompson. I am you so recommend Compete Every Day like I recommend Art of Manliness. Exactly. So you just, just dive in to Compete Every Day. Get your mindset right because when Jake gets here, he's going to drop some knowledge for us that's going to help us get into a positive mindset going into spring break. Well, at least around here. Right. So, AJ, that is going to be, as I pull up a calendar, April 10th, April 10th. So we'll be back here live at 830 p.m. Eastern time at eight. That's the podcast No, at podcastpd.com slash live. Toby, do you listen to podcasts? I do have a couple of podcasts that I listen to, and my, my youngest daughter can tell me too, too, so I sound really smart. Um, the Partial Credit Podcast, really good. I was on it just a couple weeks ago. It was good before I was on it. Um, uh, my personally, like the other day, I was listening to Fake Doctors, Real Friends, because I, I still can't get enough of Scrubs. I wish it was on TV. Marley, what are your two? Um, so on Spotify, it's Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, mm-hmm. and it's talking about like, different types of themes in Harry Potter and the bad themes. Harry Potter and, and the Sacred Text on Spotify is her pick. And also, What's the other one? Um, Canadian True Crime. Canadian True Crime. <laughs> We're true crime junkies, so yeah. <laughs> There's Canadian crime Canadian. in Canada? <laughs> yeah, Canadian True And not even Canada. Not this is in Canada. I, I'm, I'm all for true crime wherever, but yeah, we are some true crime junkies. We love those kind of things. We do. Nice. Love to hear the Harry Potter talk. It's been a while since we've had Harry Potter talk you on know, Podcast PD. Dumbledore movie to come out. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I just pretend, you know, what like J.K. Rowling did one on Twitter today, and I'm like, ah, that's fine. Daniel Daniel Radcliffe wrote Harry Potter anyway, so I mean, it's not a big deal. <laughs> he did it, so I mean, who, <laughs> who's his author person? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and and, like and to your first recommendation, Toby, we uh, we are also fans of Partial Credit. I having yeah. edited most of their episodes, and AJ is the voice. Of their intro, so it's cool. Like, like you're being on podcast. P, uh, po- partial credit, partial the, credit. yeah, the, yep. that other show, yeah. Yep. <laughs> nice. So nice. I did listen to that episode, and I enjoyed what you guys shared and, and talked about. And oh, yeah. certainly, that conversation got a little bit more nerdy and geeky. But uh, uh, sorry, that's their style. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's All okay. right. Speaking of so nerdy, a- geeky, my wife yeah, yeah. know that I have a six foot Batman cardboard cutout from the gas station in the back of our minivan. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but they asked me if I wanted it, and I said yes. Yes. That's how the rest yes. of my night should go. Thank you very yes, much. As always, yes. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I, see, I see a space behind you where I can go. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
tomorrow is superhero day at my school, so I get to wear jeans and a Superman t-shirt. Yes. How is that different from any day at your school? I just don't get to wear the Superman t-shirt oh, sorry, other right. days. <laughs> so tomorrow is superhero day. You wear it underneath your shirt and you go like this, like Clark Kent. I would have to wear a shirt and tie to do that, which I do not. So nope. Oh, yeah. Nope. And I'm not ripping open my polo. Me neither. Not anymore. Mm, not me. We'll go with uh, Scotty Young Venom. That's what we're wearing. No, put, pull that up there again. That, 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 AJ blinked. That is very cool. I like nice. That. Scotty Young, like Spider-Man that. and Venom. Love me some Scotty Young. Did show you his entire yep. Scotty Young collection? <laughs> yes, it is. I think we can do that. All right. So that's going to do it for episode 117 of Podcast PD. Thank you to everyone who joined us uh, in the live audience. Thank you to you, Toby, for being a part of the show tonight. As, a- as AJ teased, we're going to be back on April 10th. And who are we talking to again, AJ? Jake Thompson from Compete Every Day. Awesome. Cool. So come on back. If you're not subscribed to the show, go to podcastpd.com slash go and uh, go and get yourself subscribed. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at PodcastPD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag PodcastPD. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacy Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.